Jonathan John recording from Wildfire Studio for NBC Philadelphia. This is Fourth and John, episode 92, which is in honor of Reggie White. Mm. You know, uh, but you know, it's draft season. It is draft season. We are all excited. I mean, you draft geeks out there, you draft dorks who have been waiting 365 days for this. This is this is it. We're almost two weeks away from this is like your birthday. This is like Christmas. This is like everything wrapped in one. All the studying you've done, all the watching of the tape, all the crappy takes on the TL. You've seen them. They're out there. But, you know, it's time. Uh, it's time for these players to get picked and see who's right or see who's wrong. But, you know, in terms of this draft, I mean, Howie, Howie Roseman has had his ups and downs um, mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, but, you know, thinking in the last couple of years, they have done the homework. Well, he's got a good friend now alongside of him, and, and, and his name is Joe Douglas, and, and he's been outstanding ever since he's come to Philadelphia. So him by his side, really helping out Howie the last I mean, couple that's, years. That's, that for me, that's where I feel good about it. A lot of people Absolutely. have asked me, like, what, are you, what have you, were, like, in the last couple years, what have you been excited about? Joe Douglas. That was the guy, pairing him with Howie Roseman was like pairing Hodor and Bran. Like, yeah. He, like, carried him all the way. And you, you got the bra- you got the brains in Howie Roseman, and you have the guy helping him pick the players, and they're forming a a, a, a phenomenal front office where they're selecting free agents that fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, in terms of mistakes, you know, Howie he talked about his uh, recent mistakes uh, in today's press conference with the uh, Eagles beat reporters. We got to learn lessons from uh, our past, and you know, me uh, in particular, I, I've been humbled by some of the mistakes that I've made in terms of uh, valuing certain positions over what's the best particular player. And uh, it stares you right in the face when you go back and look at those drafts, and you go, "Hey, we really like this player, different position, but we went into the draft saying we have to get X." And um, that's why we try to take care of as many needs as we possibly can during free agency and go into the draft and just say. Um, we don't know what we're going to need a year from now, two years from now, and these players are long-term players for our team. You know, you know how he's just done a phenomenal job of setting us up for success. Whether mm-hmm. you know he talks about those needs, you know, hitting those needs in free agency, you know, picking up Deshaun Jackson, Malik Jackson, uh, Sandejo, um, you know, L.J. Fort. Um, you know, I, I feel like going into the draft now we know the direction we want to head in is it's best player available. I mean, fans, you got to be excited. Now, speaking of fans, to my left of me, Evan Bubblegum, no, Hollywood Hearn. Hollywood Hearn, thank you for remembering. It's only been like, what, a year and a half now? You know, a draft pick has your... Uh, yes. Uh, Hollywood yeah, Hearn, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm hearing. I'm, I'm getting excited for the draft. Uh, each day that approaches, I get more and more excited. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't know any uh, many of the players that were coming out. Um, about a month ago, but I've, I've been researching, I've been learning a lot about the players that are coming out, and we it's true that we have a very exciting defensive draft coming out. I'm excited to see which direction we head. I'm not the expert sitting at this table. I'm surrounded by them, so I'm just going to pass it on over to Adrian, <laughs> see what he has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Gail, you, you kind of brought it up in the beginning, and it was, it was bringing up some goosebumps. All the tape has been watched, the, the, the combine has happened, the underwear Olympics have happened. You had <laughs> everything is coming to a conclusion next Thursday night. Well, 
not next Thursday night, but you got three days of it. So I, I can't wait for it. And it's been a couple months since I've been on the show. So excited to be back. Glad a new skinny, back. Adrian. Yeah. My, yeah, my Adrian. You look yeah. fantastic, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a couple months since I've seen you guys. You didn't even yeah. recognize me when I walked mm-hmm. in. 30 pounds later. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting ready for the NFL draft. Thank yeah. you for dropping yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly, dropping weight. There you go. <laughs> Trying to get my 40 time down. <laughs> and uh, Chris Malley, one of our fourth and John writers, uh, big draft head himself. How are you feeling mm. today, Chris? I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me on for the first time since joining. Uh, I've been studying the draft so much, and I think the most important thing is that I've been trying to. I've been trying to do drafts from different teams' perspectives. I've been doing drafts from all 32 teams and then trying to see, like, how everything <laughs> falls. And then it's crazy. Like, I probably have done eight mocks today. And then I'll go in, like, the deep depths and just, like, check out, like, Division Two guys, stuff like that. Because a lot of my friends are, like, Westchester. Like, I'm yeah. like, all right, like, like, was there anyone good you played in, in your league? And then, like, you get, like, some names. So you're Sounds official. like a young Gale. You're, you're an yeah. official mock head. You know, they, we, uh, we yeah. could start a group for that. Because, I mean, that's, you know, I do mocks mm. all the time. And, you know, some, sometimes these mock drafts aren't always um, exactly how they are going to be in the real world. Uh, yeah, 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 we're yeah. talking about that's why they're mocks. They're mocks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can make them fit the way you, you can do another mock and see how it comes mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Like, but in terms of the first round, you know, as the draft heads in here today, we're we're trying to figure out mm. who the perfect prospect is in the first round for us. And a historic defensive line group, you know, that's where exactly you really want to be paying attention to. And how he alluded to it in the offseason, talking about the trenches, whether you know bringing in pieces. Uh, and putting money there, that's you look over the last couple of years where the Eagles have spent most of their money, it's mm. in the trenches, whether it's offensive line yep. or defensive line. Uh, you know, Talking off the top, uh, some of your favorite prospects, uh, defensive line prospects. Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we even get into discussion, uh, this discussion, the thing we have to remember, you're not necessarily drafting for need in the NFL draft. You're drafting two, three, four years from now. So you look at Brandon Graham's extension, for example, you're drafting the guy after Brandon Graham. That's what you're looking at over here. So we're, we're, we're looking here, high, high uh, first round. Uh, Christian Wilkins is, is a guy that's definitely potential because you look at his ability to, to line up as a DN and a defensive tackle, something that the Eagles definitely like to do. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking D-line here. There's a lot of prospects and that's where it's looking. A lot, a lot of guys can get some deep penetration into the backfield. Yeah, I mean, while we're sticking on Wilkins, uh, Chris, how, how are you feeling about Chris, uh, Christian Wilkins? I like Christian Wilkins because he has versatility. He can go inside, outside. And he had really good production at Clemson. Honestly, all three of the guys at Clemson were very productive. Dexter mm-hmm. Lawrence, Clemson Farrell. Like, and the biggest thing is you got to see them against the best competition. You got Up to see them the against yep, Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia, all those guys. Overall, I think that the reason why, like, not only is it a great draft for the Eagles, it's because it's uh, defense heavy, is because Jim Schwartz doesn't really blitz, so you need to have a great rotation on defensive yeah. line. Currently, after the offseason, we probably have, if not the best offensive uh, defensive lines, probably top three, top five. And you want to have a healthy rotation because Chris Long, we don't know if he's coming back yet. But other than that, Barnett, I think he'll be ready to go when he comes back from the injury. So if you get a guy like Colin Farrell, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Brian Burns from Florida State, who people really like, 10 sacks, very productive, uh, I think that we're, we're ready for the draft. And we're in a good position at uh, 25 because I think a lot of quarterbacks are going to slide some of the guys back to us because mm-hmm. uh, people are going to draft quarterbacks. I think maybe four of those guys are going to go. Yeah, I mean, if you have a couple quarterbacks to go, a couple wide receivers to go, 
that's where you'll find one of those guys drop. You know, you know, ideally, you know, there's a guy, Montez Sweat, at a, a mm. Mississippi, Mississippi State. Had the heart condition. Will, will that help him drop a little bit? You know, a little stiff. I mean, uh, you know, had an outstanding uh, combine. Uh, showed he, he could he, he could move, uh, but it, you know I wasn't you know looking at Brian Burns a guy who's a little bit smaller but I, I thought the the bend I love the bend from Brian mm. Burns I love the counters um, and it like Burns it, 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 is he strong against the run uh, you know he put on some weight and still ran fast at the combine but a guy like um, Cleveland Farrell a guy who I could see falling in, in range. Uh, overall skill set, I, I kind of like strong against the run, can convert speed to power. I think he can get to the quarterback. Thing about uh, Farrell, like you know, I want him to get there and get more sacks. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he he can cause the pr- you know, there's ain't nothing wrong with uh, creating pressure because Brandon Graham does a great job of creating pressure. Uh, but he did ball out against Jonah Williams, one of the best offensive tackles in this draft, and dominated. So uh, you know, how how do you feel about Farrell? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to throw another name at you because because you brought up Mississippi State, and I'm going to bring up oh, Jeffrey Simmons. Mm. Yeah, I'm waiting. So, so you're looking at a potential even top ten talent, but he's going to probably miss the first half of the season. So that's going to have teams wary of, of drafting him. So he could be somebody that could go late in the first round. And another guy that I'm looking at, I don't think he's going to fall as far as people think. But Ed Oliver, mm-hmm. you could potentially trade up if. If he reaches the high teens, I wouldn't go up really high to go get him. But but if he falls, say like five, seven picks out of your pick, uh, you can go up and get him. Now let me ask you guys a question because there seems to be a few teams that have very stacked defensive lines with the Mississippi State, Clemson's. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's any possibility that a lot of these players are playing very very well together and individually? There's a possibility that they wouldn't dominate in the same way. Um. Like you know, if, you, if you've got Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons on the same line, that's very dominant. Yeah. So I'm saying, are they playing off of each other, or are, is is there They're like an individual? Well, well, that, well, that's where you really got got to dissect the tape and look at it and look at the individual matchups. You know, at, at the college level and who who they're playing and stuff instead instead of when they're working together and 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 doing the stunts and stuff. Yeah, like I mean, so. like get back to Jeffrey Simmons. That that guy was incredible. Uh, mm. Inside, outside. Yeah. Uh, he was just a menacing. And you I, know who else went to Mississippi State? Oh yeah, Fletcher Cox. Oh, I mean, before yeah. before Jeffrey Simmons got hurt, that was like my guy that I was mm. in the DMs talking about. Oh, this is the guy. Like Jeffrey Simmons was. Well, he might the be guy. the guy. And 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 be the guy. And, and just talking to you tonight, and you know, it's it's something I've been coming to terms with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, in this sense of like, you know, you look at a Christian Wilkins. We'll be twenty four when the season starts. Almost. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, you know. Jeffrey Simmons, I, I think he's around 21. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. So right you're there. looking about, you know, less mileage in the tank, too. You know, and you, yeah. you, you draft Jeffrey Simmons in the first round, you get five years. You get that fifth year mm-hmm. option, which, which is important. And when you re sign him, he's only 26. Yeah, man. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons next to Fletcher Cox would be Ooh. insane. I want to say it, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, back to the uh, previous question. The whole thing is like, are they going like, were they good in college because they played next to like better players? Well, look at our team. They're going to be playing next to Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, and Malik Jackson. And the big thing is they will be productive. Like, Derek Barnett, he was a rotational player, but look what he did in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And the whole thing is they're going to be going to, uh, they're going to be practicing with some of the best vets in the NFL, and they're going to be going against one of the best, the best offensive line. And we have great co- a co- great coaching staff. So I think no matter what, if we get a defensive player, offensive lineman, they're going to be going against some of the best competition. And 
competition breeds like uh, success, a lot of production yeah. success. Exactly. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. You know, like in the, in the first round is, uh, you know, it's it's when you say first round and running back, people are like, oh, oh no. The yeah. Eagles certainly we're do. Not, they don't have a history we're not of doing that. Like, the last guy was what Keith Byers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty six. It was a long time ago, and you know, there's one guy that keeps on coming up on people's. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, mock drafts. Josh Jacobs out at Alabama. Uh, you know, like as much as I love the player and I love the versatile skill set, I, I love what he brings to the table. I like, I love that he's, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's got a great story. Dude was like homeless, living in a mm-hmm. car with his dad. Dad mm-hmm. had had a had a had a gun on him to protect him. Like it was, some, he had a really rough upbringing. But mm-hmm. you see, like those kind of stories propel these athletes to become great next level. Talents like mm-hmm. you, you're wondering where this drive comes from. You know, you you, you don't know where you're going to eat the, the next day. Right. Uh, you, and you talk about adversity in the NFL, like adversity. When they hit adversity, this dude's been through it. So I mean, if a, the team falls in love yeah. with the character, the player, and sees them as a f- franchise running back, I think I wouldn't be. You know, I'd still. I don't want to go running back, but if they fell in love with the guy, I could see where they would draft him. But I still don't see us going. I mean. Evan, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say that I feel like players that go through that sort of struggle, um, for them to reach, to, to get to the NFL, for them to even play like Division One college ball, they, ha- they have to have an incredible work ethic that has been built within them. So like, I think that that sort of struggle really just helps build that work ethic. And like, to, to touch on your point, just that that would make them a better prospect. I'll throw a scenario at you. Not, not that this is going to happen because he might get drafted in the first round, but let's say that Jacobs falls to, say, the high 30s. And you're sitting there with two second-round picks, maybe go trade up for him. So that's a that's a possibility. But the thing that I'm looking at is is next year's running back class. I mean, you're looking at a deep, loaded class. You're looking at four or five potential first-round guys. So you might be better off to maybe trade for Duke Johnson and then go yes. get a running back. The old Next Duke year. Johnson conversation. We, we've been yeah. talking about Duke for uh, like years. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's I've been, been talking like, about Duke. It's for been a year. like thirty-one years <laughs> since, the, since the trading deadline of last year. Like, yeah, Duke Johnson, maybe we got to go get so, Duke uh, Johnson. To stay on the running backs, let, let me ask you about just outside of Josh Jacobs. We got the lollipop guild. We've got Devin Singletary at 5'7". Oh, yes. I love We've got Devin Singletary. David Montgomery at 5'10", and Daryl Henderson at 5'9". Can one of you draft guys please tell me how they differentiate from each other? Well, the, well, the thing is, is you got to look at the, the pass-catching ability with, with these guys. And I'm looking at Devin Singletary. If you're looking at a guy that can potentially be like a Tariq Cohen, the compact build, his ability to make people miss... That's the that's the guy you're looking at in this draft is is Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic. Uh, I like him a lot. Actually, it's one of my favorite prospects. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys first first guys I threw in the in the yep. DM in the DMs. Uh, he's got the ability to make the first guy miss, set up second level defenders. Yep. I, I, I just want wiggle. I'm just crazy like that. I just started looking at all the 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 runs that he make, would make people miss, and I would watch the linebackers. And mm. safeties, where their first steps were, mm. and how he was breaking off these crazy runs, like dudes were so out of place. He would, you know, he's he, juking them out like ten you know, yards in advance. They might knock him for his, uh, you know, he didn't perform like you know crazy athletically at the combine, but in terms of elite vision, he's he's creating this on his own. And if you look at FAU's offensive line, who was blocking for it? 
nobody. You, you put a solid line in front of them, it could get crazy. A lot of chunk yard plays. I think uh, you know Daryl Henderson, home run hitter. Yeah, uh, can score from yeah. any anywhere on the field. Could take a screen to the house. Uh, uh, you know he could run like the thing is is he is, is he is consistent on the inside is he on the outside, um, but he he'll, he'll hit some people and then um, David Montgomery, uh, a guy oh. who's a uh, he's a bull in a china shop and he has some wiggle mm-hmm. will hit you with the stiff arm gets the ball out of the backfield wasn't is not the ex- uh, super explosive and fast mm-hmm. but he can he's make a hard some, hitter make some serious cuts. And, and move the pile, man. Like, a, when the game is on the line. A lot of balance. He'll try and run you over. That natural forward lean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. That extra two or three yards. And I think a lot of people will, you know, out, as we're talking about these running backs, there there's probably some Penn State heads out here who are like, I got you, him on here You as have well. not well, mentioned well, I'll, Miles I'll, Sanders. Well, I'll mention his name. Now, first of all, I'm a Temple guy, so I absolutely despise Penn State University. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak yeah. on it. Yeah, so, but I, I will say this. I'm not going to go too far on Penn State. Yeah, you got to keep it nice for the kids. But but Miles Sanders, uh, I, he's my number one guy in this draft, and, and I wow. think the reason why he's uh, number not one the running num- back in this yeah, draft. Yeah, 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 I like him better than Josh Jacobs. Okay. The re- the reason why I, I think he kind of he's kind of fallen because of of the one year production. He's only there for one year. But you look at a five star recruit. You look at a guy who's even built like Saquon Barkley. That thick lower body, the the thick thighs, his ability to make people miss, his ability to to, to uh, break. Go in between the tackles. He's outstanding, and he's the number one guy on my list. There, there was an AFC running back coach that was quoted uh, talking about Miles Sanders, saying how he tries to intimidate Saquon too much and lacks his go-go juice. Do you believe that he's living in Saquon's shadow? Well, I, I think I think Saquon is the reason why he's not regarded as high as he should be, okay. because they're looking at Saquon from last year and like, oh my God, it's Saquon Barkley, right. and you're looking at this guy now, and it's like, well, he's not Saquon, and there's a misconception. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he, dude had one year of production. Um, he had his opportunity to, to uh, shine, and he did. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing with him was the fumbles. Um, he had yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty problem. pretty high fumble rate. Yep. I think it was like one every what thirty, uh, thirty four touches, I believe. Um, but I, th- I think you know, he had that three down back skill set that those yeah, traits his, his ability that to catch passes off, um, as well. You know, like you're looking at a guy with size. Uh, performed well at the the combine, tested well athletically, uh, ran in the four fours, um, but I mean, he showed out when he when he had the opportunity. Like in the guys a, a gym rat. I don't know what they're doing in Penn State, but those guys are like hmm. putting up weights, putting up weights, yeah. balling. Yeah, you know. Uh, but um, you know, Chris, did you have anything on Miles Sanders? Uh, no, just another running back. Uh, probably fourth. Fifth round guy is uh, Justice Hill, running back from uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, Five point seven yards per carry, thousand uh, yards, I think three yard, uh, years straight. Uh, he's a little bit like Singletary, but I think just because of like the production, because Singletary scored twenty two touchdowns last year, and he had uh, thirteen hundred yards. Just because the production, I think Hill's going to be like a little bit later, but he's a good compliment to Jordan Howard, and I think that's kind of what we're looking at, and we're kind of like talking about like skill guys more than just like running backs. Kind of talking about like a Parrish Campbell, maybe like second round pick, use him on third downs a little bit, and Jalen Hurd, you could yeah. probably get him like the fourth or fifth, maybe a little later. 
from uh, Baylor, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he used he has some running back experience, and you can use yeah. him for third down. Yeah, he was Tennessee's running back in, in 2015. So so you look at a guy like that and, and trying to create a mismatch problem either out wide, maybe line him up inside, maybe even line him up in the backfield. They do that with Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. So uh, you know that that's what you're looking at in the NFL these days. It's it's about looking for the mismatches. And uh, Jalen Hurd was one of the official visits uh, for our Eagles. And the Eagles yeah. have you know these official visits are coming down to a close. Uh, you know, we're, they're up, I think they're up in the late 20s right now. Yeah, and, and they normally pick the guys that they uh, have on these lists. You know, it's, it's, I've, been, I've been following these uh, visits and pre-draft visits for, like, years. Yeah. And this is something I've always done. Like, it's like this, like, I'm, I'm, like, searching for all these nuggets. Like, some people mm. are like, oh, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It tells a story for me. It tells a story that, you know, like, go, going back to, um, you know, Trey Sullivan. A guy that's on the Eagles roster. Yeah. Who was one of the three? Te- like when I'm doing, you know, following all these like workouts and stuff. Who was one of the guys that got picked up by the Eagles? Trey Sullivan. You know, a Jeremy mm-hmm. Reeves or the, who had a visit. Maylotta who had a, a visit. But I look at the you know the workouts. Jordan Howard too. Uh, and you look, you you can go back. You look look at um our was it Justin Peel our tight end coach? No. Yeah. There's a picture of him. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. He is in awe of, of Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. And I, I saw that photo. I was like, I'm I'm taking notes on this. Look at look at him looking the at the way he's looking at Dallas Goddard. Like he's that's the way I looked at Dallas Goddard. Looking too. at an angel, and he's like, he yeah. can't even control it. His mouth is on the on the ground. I'm like, dude can't even control himself. So you these running backs will go out with these um you know prospects, take them out to dinner. Um, I know Jeffrey Simmons went out to dinner with the Eagles. Yes. I don't know if they had the visit with. Simmons, but I know they went out to dinner with them. Um, they're doing their homework on the prospects. Uh, and there's some interesting guys. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of homework on the running backs. It's been like ridiculous. Like the amount of guys that I've tracked, it's insane. It's all over the place. There's first, second, third. It, but there's like so many running backs in this draft. It's incredible. So I feel like they'll wait on that position. Um, and then, you know, I think the second round to third round is a sweet spot for the running backs. I think that's where you have to look. I think even if you traded up that second, th- uh, that second second round pick into the third to grab a running back, you can even move down, even maybe f- uh, flip a player out of that. Get, maybe get a linebacker per se mm. from another team. Uh, that that could happen. That's what, how we got Timmy Jernigan by yep. f- moving back. Um, but in terms of the second round, uh, mm. your second round prospects. I mean, what guys are you guys looking at right now in the second round? I'm looking at at a position, and and that's the offensive line because it's it's not a deep offensive line class. So you're looking at the second round, and and after that, you're in the fourth round, and at you know third round, there's just not a lot of depth here from from the tackles. So tackle is definitely something that I would definitely look at in in the second round, one of those two picks. Yeah, they seem they seem to be really interested in Titus Howard, if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Titus, Titus Howard, Howard, Cody Ford, official visit. Uh, you know, he's had a official visit, formal combine meeting, a private meeting, and a pro day workout. I can definitely see that being a the second round guy. I heard, I heard Stoutland was uh, very high. We pound the table for him. Alabama did you, did you State, that? yeah. Uh, former former uh, quarterback. Um, it's, it's interesting. I went back and watched his. Highlight footage in high school. Well, like, was he was he a bit was he a big big dude? Yeah, he wasn't. Throwing, he, he wasn't like because he wasn't like Jared you Lorenzen. Know, you, you all know Lane Johnson was a quarterback. Oh yeah, in high school oh, yeah. too. I went back mm-hmm. and watched his footage to match who who's the better quarterback. Titus Howard couldn't hold a, a lick to um Lane Lane Johnson, but I I think you know 
Yadni Kajus out of West Virginia, another guy mm-hmm. that they could look at. Um, you know, I, I think you know if they can't get an offensive lineman in in the first. Well, I mean, if you go defensive lineman, yeah. then you have to look second round, uh, one of those second round picks to grab an offensive lineman. You know, like in terms of the first round, um, Cody Ford, yeah, uh, Garrett Bradbury. Uh, you know, Garrett Bradbury, a center uh, with guard versatility. We're talking about someone pl- replacing Kelsey down the road. Um, you know, he's got that athleticism. Chris Lindstrom, maybe first to second, a guy who also has that athleticism, a guy that, you know, is is been gain- gaining some buzz. Um, you know, Cody Ford, right tackle, guard versatility. We're talking about um, Brandon Books, you know, yeah. Achilles. You know, like if... He's another guy that we look at, but you know, in terms of second round guys, you know, there's there's not that many guys that I'm super 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 high on in the second. It's not a great tackle class, and, and like I said, not a lot of depth to it. So so once those early guys go, you're kind of out of luck at that position. There's uh one or two alignment in the second I like a lot. I like Dalton Reisner from Kansas State. Uh, Brian Baldinger was doing a breakdown on him, and he's like he just is like. Dirty. Like, he will absolutely just, like, throw, like, two people on the ground, step on them, like, keep going, and then hit a safety. And I think you kind of need that kind of thing. Yeah. The biggest thing, Gail and I were talking about it the other night, is you don't know how long Brandon Brooks is going to be out for because he's, like, low older, like his upper 20s, and he tore his Achilles. And you saw Sidney Jones, like, a young 20-year-old dude who's, like, a lot a lighter. A lot lighter. Yeah, yeah. A lot lighter. And he missed an entire year. So, like, who who knows? Achilles uh, is rougher to come back from than the ACL. Yeah, you saw, you saw it Ryan, seems like he's Ryan playing Howard. a lot of video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's running a lot less. He's been mm-hmm. rocking that Red Dead Redemption. He has. Shout out to shout out to Brandon Brooks. A great follow on uh, Twitter, by the way. Him yeah. and Chris Long are the best. <laughs> yeah, he actually did an interview recently, like last week. Just really opened up. You saw a different side to Brandon Brooks. Right. Talked about some of his anxiety, but. I have no anxiety about um, Brandon Brooks coming back. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back to normal. But I do think you have to like think about, you know, who's that replacement guy? You know, Matt Pryor will he step up? You know, Isaac Suamalu will they both step up and perform next year? Sorry, we've good. So let's talk about sticking in the same vein as the offensive tackles. Um, A a third day guy like a a Tyler Romer. Can we talk about the red flags that are that are going up against? you, You know anything about? Uh, apparently, he was uh, removed from um, the Aztecs, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's, sometimes I mean, you can get a prospect with red flags. There's a, you know, like you could potentially get a, a steal, but you might have to deal with the ramifications. Well, was that drama. not? Was that not Jalen? Was Jalen Mills not a uh, a red flag? It was a red flag. Yeah, I believe. That's why I went in the seventh that's round. That's why I went in the seventh. I mean, there's yeah. there's a, other offensive tackle from USC, Chuma Adoga, another guy who they've talked about some of his off-the-field things. I, I think he did push a ref. Uh, he got into a fight with a player, and then the ref came over, and he kind of pushed the ref out of the way. And there's some some coachable issues. But, you know, I, I think if you get value on a, on day three, you know, you, you, do your, you, you do it. Well, if there's a guy who has emotional intelligence, it's Doug Peterson. Yeah. So there you go. So, I, I mean, I think, you know, another position of, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about the safeties. Now, are you guys are you guys high on some of these states? Like you know the the first round, the you know if you do the, do a lot of these mocks, you'll see guys like Nasir Adderley, the Chauncey Gardner, yeah, Johnson. yeah, 
Which, which is, he's interesting. Yeah. You know, he's got that safety, nickel, cornerback versatility. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys are uh, versatile, like um, Adderley. Darnell Savage. Adderley played cornerback and um, safety. Uh, Darnell Savage, I'm, I'm high on. Yeah. You see what he came out and said the other day? Was it last night or the other day? It was last night. Yeah. Yep. He, was, he was talking about how it does. It was pretty much, uh, what's that one meme with the cigarette hanging out your mouth? Like, yeah, it, was, it don't matter this, that, yeah. or the other. Uh, he was just coming out and saying, it doesn't matter what position you put me at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, be a beast. I mean, he's, he's like a missile out there, man. And I'm, like, his speed shows up. He was like high four threes. I mean, like yeah. that dude will close on the football. And I think, you know, his size might not be exactly where you want it. I think his ability to, you know, take a ball to the house, you know, pick mm-hmm. a ball off, or you know, you know, trick a quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in second I'm, round. I'm curious if they they go safety because you look at how the roster is right now. You brought back McLeod. You, you signed Andrew Sandejo. Do they move a guy to safety like Rasul Douglas or Avante Maddox for for next season because you got an abundance uh, of cornerbacks. So are you even looking at safety in the NFL draft because maybe you're looking ahead and being like, all right, maybe we'll move I th- one I think, of the corners. I think, I think you have to, I think, in terms of Rodney McLeod getting older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, Malcolm Jenkins getting older, but mm-hmm. Malcolm, I mean, Rodney McLeod, money-wise, I mean, are, are, do we really want to spend 20, keep spending $20 million on the back end of our secondary? Yeah. I mean, I love Malcolm Jenkins. I love everything he brings to the table, uh, uh, you know, off the field, on the field. But you, I think having a young player to groom, mm-hmm. brought a safety in, yeah. to groom, I think that's where you win. You, you you got the next guy in the bank, and then when McLeod's gone next season, you step this guy up. And I, I think Sandejo, I haven't seen Sandejo, you have a better option than Corey Graham. Yeah. But you have a piece that you could perhaps move on from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, is not going to – change my decision um, if a, a quality safety uh, I, I know a guy Virginia, out of Virginia Juan Thornhill mm-hmm. a lot of people high on him yeah. uh, pl- you know played some linebacker played some cornerback played mm-hmm. played all over the field but you know I, I know some other um, teams are looking at Juan Thornhill yeah. as a cornerback well the, the thing about that is the positional versatility and, and that's something that Jim Schwartz that, that right somebody talks about all the time positional versatility it might be the most Use the word that, that he has, those two words. So so you look at a guy like that, can they play some linebacker maybe, safety, corner, like you said. So so maybe get a guy like that. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Go get a corner, go get a safety, and go restock on the safeties. If, if there's one thing that I'm uh, kind of recognizing just from our own 4th and John uh, pre-draft visit list, go check it out at 4th and John.com. Yes. Um, I'm looking at it currently. It's, yes, it's amazing. Me, me as well. There's one thing that I'm noticing about the, the safeties that have came and visit. It looks like they looked at a lot of guys at the top of the draft, and then they kind of just they, they they figured they they brought in a couple guys towards the end. But it's really just the first and second rounders that they've really been looking at. Do you think yeah. there's a high probability that they go defensive back within the first three picks? I do. I I just feel like that second round is the like the meat and potatoes of. They're going like, to go safety or corner. You think they go safety? I think safety, man. So I think you, you, well, you they thinking, do. They do like that big nickel package a lot. So so the three safeties on the field at a time. So so you say let, let's just let's just for fun. Defensive line, first round, defensive back and a running back in the second. Does that sound like a, a high possibility? I mean, if if the guy's there, you know, like I still feel like if you could move back, if you could move that. That the second second round pick, it's only like a couple picks from the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can swindle somebody for a pick mm-hmm. or a player. Um, that would be interesting. 
Um, I, I think it's higher probability that they go safety, uh, or I, I mean tackle in the second round than running back. That's what I meant to say, not yeah. safety. You know, because couple, cause there's good running backs you can get in the fourth. Mm-hmm. A couple cornerbacks, um, you know, official visit by DeAndre Baker out yeah. of Georgia, a mm-hmm. guy who, you know, you know, he had some, you know, some whispers of, you know, how how he didn't perform that well in the in the the pre combine. Uh, he didn't test as great as some other uh, people thought he would test. And they were like, he didn't prepare well. Um, but he he's he, he's he's got that. There's that um, it factor. Je ne sais quoi. The, uh, the this got I, that bulldog. Como se dice? Como se dice? Uh, <laughs> swag. Uh, Schwartz likes some players. I think DeAndre Baker's. Like, I'm, I'm the best cornerback in this draft. You know, I, I feel like you need some of that. You know, he he he's not the fastest guy out there, but I, I think he's you know got some great. Skills, ball skills. Well, the thing about corner is, is you want to look at a guy with a lot of confidence because cornerback, that's the position where you get beat. Yeah, more than you any need other to be able position. to forget. Yes, you need to be able to forget very quickly, and and that's why Jalen Mills. That's why uh, Jim Schwartz loves him a lot. He wags a finger, all that good stuff. We may not like it all the time, but you know, got to be confident at the cornerback spot. I got to be honest, I missed the finger wag. Huh. <laughs> He gave it's somebody too long. he gave somebody the finger wag this weekend. <laughs> oh, speaking oh. of Jalen Mills, wow! Yes. Put wow. A, put an NBA player in his place. Oh, in a boot, six eight, first six one. Like Jalen Mills, like six foot, and tall. in a boot. That's, yeah. a, that's a big. big He's reach. hobbling around, just throwing yeah. in their city too. And that's I, the funniest part. And not only did he put him in the hospital, but the 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 Wizards also said that they don't want this they don't want to back. extend him because he don't got hands. Like yeah, you you lost on national television. Now everyone's talking. And, like, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna release you. It, just like to comment on it, like, did you guys hear about what it actually started over? How petty that argument actually was? It was, it was a turf war. That's <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're not from Washington. You don't yeah, play here. You, you see, it, says, it says you're not from here. So that, that's that's what started the scuffle. Mm. So, to be laid out in your own city after saying that, I mean, it was one of those, he's right to get released. It was one of those fights where I was kind of like, oh, that's cool, versus me like. You know, if it was a cowboy player, I'm like, oh, the, you know, typical. Typical. I'm just, yeah. I'm just like, stand up for yourself, son. That's cool. I like that. You know, you know, yeah. respect. He was standing up for Philadelphia. You got a walking boot and you're whooping tail. Okay, love it. Respect. <laughs> but in terms of cornerbacks, you know, everyone's talking about all the cornerbacks that we have on this roster. You know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot cornerbacks, of and you yeah. you're, you're wondering what you got from. Sydney Jones. Sydney Jones. Yep. But going back to Chris's statement in the beginning of the show, all this competition is going to breed mm-hmm. a lot, a lot better play. And you so, want that? You de- yeah. That's what you want. You- so we could we could be coming into this year with more developed corners, everyone being more developed and better I w- players. I was I was I was a little shocked they brought back Darby, but that kind of tells me they aren't. They value depth. They're not sold on our depth. You know, like a guy like Roswell Douglas, who's you know. You know, did well. Like he started off slow, yeah. finished fast, hmm. uh, and, and did well. Like, the, I, I, you, yeah, y'all yeah, remember yeah, that meme? Up on that. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think you know everyone's like Russell Douglas. Why is he getting disrespected? Why is he not getting a chance? He'll get his chance. Mm-hmm. But I think you know they're they're putting a bunch of guys in the locker room who are going to compete for this starting job. We got to see what we have from um, Sidney Jones. You know, Jalen Mills. You know that. Let him have at it. Yeah, you my know? guy's Avante. 
I'm a big man. guy. All right. Yeah. He, I mean, he showed he, out. He reminds me of Jason Verrett, but hopefully he can stay healthy. You remember Verrett out of San Diego? Yeah. Or, well, Chargers now, LA Chargers. Yeah. So, so just this the bulldog in him, but not not the biggest guy in the world. Just scraps. You look like you're ready to say something. Oh yeah. So one big visit that we had, and this is I was gonna say someone that's controversial, but someone who is extremely productive is Jalen Ferguson. He yeah. is ah. from uh, Louisiana Tech. He is currently the sack leader in NCAA football. I think he had 17 and a half this year. Whoa! Yeah, seventeen and a half this sack. year, and Bro- he and I think it's, it's fifty five. And Terrell Suggs had fifty four before. Broke the record. Wow. Yep. And the thing is, he got in trouble before college. So Louisiana Tech, that's why I ended up going to school like that. Mm-hmm. They took a shot on him. It paid off. And then he actually got disinvited. Uh, they took, revoked his uh, invitation to the combine because of the whole thing. Because anyone with like a red flag, like wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to go. But the Eagles, what, is, what is the red flag? Can we can we touch on that? I believe that he got in like into like a fight when was, he was in was high a, school. It was like a fight at a McDonald's. Yeah, it was, was something. Was it a turf like war? Who who doesn't uh, get? Did he win? Was the guy how many people seven inches tall? How many people do you know <laughs> that got a fight at McDonald's? I mean, it's it's something just happened. yeah, dude. When that frosty machine is messed up, bro, <laughs> yeah. great it point. happens. That's a great point. <laughs> this guy got into a fight Flurries at McDonald's. <laughs> but I think Jalen Ferguson. I think you know at the um, he didn't like he had opportunity to show at it out, at his combine. Like you know, like he had he didn't really perform that great. I think you know in terms of. You know, if the Eagles got a defensive end and they jumped in front of the Cowboys again, uh-huh. that would be, <laughs> That'd be gravy. I know you know they're looking at defensive ends, yep. and I think where they're picking is right behind the Eagles again. Um, we could we could make their day again. Would be fun. I like that Jalen Ferguson name. Yeah, another guy. Um, so I was talking to Carlos. He's another Fourth and John member. Uh, Chase Vinovich from uh, Michigan. Uh, mm. People like him. He wasn't super productive. He had five sacks. But if you watch his breakdowns, Brian Baldinger does his breakdowns, he just, like, tosses people around. Like, he kind of looks like a J.J. Watt kind of size guy. Like, he just holds them at the line of scrimmage and then just, like, shakes them off and then makes a play, like, pretty often. And another lineman that I miss, I don't know why, because I love this dude, Michael Dieter from Wisconsin. He was actually the Big Ten lineman of the year. And for some reason, he's only valued as, like, a second-round pick. If you get him at 53 or 57, and then you get, like, a guy like Clint Farrell in the first round, like, if you get, like, a top, like, like twenty pr- talent in the first and the second on both sides, it would be pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm another guy that got a visit with the um, with the Eagles, uh, Sean Gary. Yeah, you know a guy that's Oof. a lot of it have been mocked in the top ten, um, but you know the production was there. You talk about Chase Winovich, who outperformed him. Everyone's like, if you're a top ten talent, you know. You know, he he came. I believe came out of Paramus Catholic um, in New Jersey. The New Jersey boy, Jersey boy. You know, and, and everyone's like, "Where's the production?" Like, you know, all these other guys are productive. You know, so that's you know, if if the Eagles have him and bring him to visit, maybe there's a potential chance that they see him dropping. Well, here's the thing, and we kind of made that point earlier. So you look at Montez Sweat, Ed Oliver, easy for me to say, and Rashawn Gary. Those three guys who might drop potentially. If they do, that's where you look for the trade up. Uh, for if if they drop to say the high eighteens again, teens again, that's where you go up and get them. I mean, so the guys that you really want to trade up for. If if they fall, if they fall, Ed Oliver is my guy all day. I don't think he's gonna fall that. I mean, far he, at all. he's a penetrating three technique. Yeah, yeah. you're saying his buzzword, man. Careful, lots, lots yeah, of deep you, penetration you, in yeah. the backfield. Lots <laughs> of it. Him next to Fletcher Cox. Oh, I mean, I'm talking. 
Imagine the penetration oh, Cox would get. It, it, Just very I'm talking, deep into the backfield. I'm talk, it's serious. Serious. That they would do like insane work on the inside. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you look at uh, Christian Wilkins, a guy who's a, a versatile piece across mm. the. I mean, he can, yeah. he can play almost every position across the line if you needed him. Mm-hmm. He can also play running back. He's also uh, made some splash plays on special teams at Clemson. Some fake punts. Some fake. Pu- he caught. He caught like a couple balls. And then he also um, had a run for a first down. Uh, and they used him at the goal line. So you're talking about a versatile guy, yeah. lead character. Um, there was one one red flag. You know, I, I like to you know, look at my prospects and mm. go dive into anything I can find because I'm looking for anything to, to, to ding you. And, and, you know, there's one game he, he, he grabbed a player in, in the region on the back region, the hind quarters, um, and then the region ba- you're not allowed to grab, and, w- and went back for seconds. But like <laughs> you guys have to do your homework. A yeah. lot of you guys love Christian Wilkins. It's the, out there on the internet. You go check it out, see what you see. Dirty. It's crazy, but it, it's. I think it's something that you know he apologized for, and he said yeah. that um, you know a lot of the uh, I believe Ohio State fans were that mm. they're calling that an assault. You know, and it's if you watch the video, um, it's. It, I feel like in the video when I first watched it, he was trying to play it off as like he was trying to regain his balance, sort of thing. He very well had his balance, and he got, got a nice, handful. nice squeeze in there, <laughs> and then he went, and for a, a, went in for a little tickle. It, it was kind of weird. It was v- kind of weird. weird. It was. It was a little and it, funny, it's, and it's something that it keeps on popping up. So I, yeah, if we do in fact draft a what Christian Wilkins, <laughs> yeah. This video will <laughs> appear on your timeline, yeah. and you could say you heard it, you heard it here first yeah. on Fourth and Speaking Dawn. of popping up uh, on Twitter nice. and uh, CBS's uh, mock drafts, Deron Lee from the Jets, he's mm. from Ohio State, mm-hmm. said team of the uh, incident. <laughs> he actually keeps on popping up on trades to Philadelphia, and the Jets actually have him on the trade block, apparently. He had uh, three interceptions last year as a linebacker, okay. and that's a— Big thing, like everyone's on tw- Twitter, like we need a linebacker. When are we gonna get the linebacker? Mm. Like, LJ Fort, like who's this guy? Um, and Old it's not ri- Fort. yeah, it's not exactly like a huge like linebacker draft. Like even though I love Devin Bush, but I don't like historically Galen Anderson. The Eagles don't go first round linebackers, and that's probably where he's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But Deron Lee would be a good pickup. I don't know exactly what we'd have to give up for him, but he's he had, like seventy four tackles, like three interceptions. Like he's a pretty good player, and I feel like he'd play very well alongside of Bradham and uh. Rujay Hill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, on our last throw, episode, uh, I talked about, uh, that's what I, I talked about. I talked about actually if the Eagles moved back and they flipped a player. I mean, it brought in a, a veteran linebacker. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, they got some, you know, they we're, we're talking about everyone's like clamoring for a linebacker. Like yeah. the Eagles, they don't. Are, they don't. They don't really. Uh, the Eagles are it's just, it's running a position. They're not really you know, bad in arrows. Sixty percent of the time, they're rocking three safeties, folks. Yes, you know this is a. This they're only is, using two linebackers this isn't at a time. Your, yep. This isn't your father's NFL anymore. Nope. You want you want faster guys, converted safeties who play can play. Uh, you know, in coverage in space. Speaking right. of fathers in the NFL, I was looking mm-hmm. down the fourth and John list here on fourthandjohn.com, and I saw a familiar face. Not not not, uh, not probably going to get drafted at all, but a Vincent Papali yeah. on the list, How about meeting that? with the Eagles. A little a local visit, you know. He he starred uh, at. Uh, Delaware. Does he have a chance to make it to the league? You think? Uh, it's a great story. You you want feel good stories. His, his dad's story is a little bit better, but go on. You know, I feel like 
this could be this could be a, a second part, you know, of the yeah. movie. Mark Wahlberg, where you at? You know, yeah. That would I'm gonna be make I'm gonna make a quick point since we only got a couple minutes. So, so since we haven't really brought brought up wide receivers yet, if you want to look at a slot guy, look at AJ Brown out of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe a, a Jarvis Landry comparison here because everybody's talking about DK Metcalf and you know how how he runs that awesome forty time. But you, you, you look at A.J. Brown, Jarvis Landry, obviously had Odell Beckham at LSU, so kind of in the shadow. But ultimately, I think A.J. Brown's going to be better than D.K. Metcalf. I mean, A.J. Brown was very productive. Uh, I think he, you know, he's a rocked-up player that can play outside, inside. Yeah. You know, he, he, and you look at Nelson Aguilar one more year, you can maybe I mean, get that I, slot When guy. I was watching him, I was thinking, like, um, you know, like I was just like, dude, this, this dude can catch the ball over the middle mm-hmm. and, and throw defensive backs out of the way. Uh, a volume, a volume catcher, uh, Antoine Bolden, Anquan Bolden. Mm-hmm. I was that's, thinking that's a great it was, comparison. Yeah, I was thinking that in my Very head, but a little bit more, more athletic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, the other guy, Debo Samuel, another guy who mm. inside outside versatility. Um, Paris Campbell, uh, huge fan of him. You know these. These are gadget guys that I, he I fast. think, you know, yeah. if 4.3140, he fast. They're trying to get back to those Kansas City roots of like a Tyreek Hill in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be interesting. Well, if there's a Tyreek Hill in this draft, it, it's Philly or not Philly Brown, Hollywood Brown, uh, out, out of Oklahoma. I said, Say my name. I said Philly Brown by accident. <laughs> uh, so, so Hollywood Brown. You look at the the jitterness he has, the quickness. So, you want to get that Tyree kill, that Ty we Ty T Y Hilton. Man, I'm stuttering today. So that's that's the guy you look at there. Yeah, Hollywood I mean, Brown. How's his hair look though? Does it compare? No, you're better. I mean, like, speak, speak. You've got lovely. Locks. Speaking of Hollywood, yeah. I mean that that was Evans. Uh, we t- turned his Twitter handle into. Hollywood Hearn. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my yeah, previous yeah. handle was pretty butt. Not yeah. gonna lie. And speaking so I, of I switch it up. Speaking of Twitter, it was you know literally what that pretty butt. Yes. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. I yes. Mean, so you know we we're gonna try and pick the best. We're gonna we have some Twitter questions. We're gonna answer them. But the best uh, Twitter question will get a, a fourth and John t t shirt. Uh, mm. T shirts are gonna be on sale again. I believe 13, tomorrow. Tomorrow, thirteen dollars. Go Can get I still ask a question? John t shirt. <laughs> Can I ask uh, a question? <laughs> so I get yeah. a t-shirt? No, you can't. You're on the show. So, Jordan. Wow. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you going to... Let's let, let's not try and talk to uh, Pugga today. Yeah. Yeah. Pugga. Sorry about that. <laughs> so what, what Twitter questions do we have? Uh, I know a lot of draft questions are just sitting there waiting. Mm. Yeah, we're going to start off because we were just talking a little bit about linebacker, then we went to wide receiver. We have Sean McCaffrey asking, uh, do we think that it would we would be better off trying to add a bit of depth with linebacker as opposed to wide receiver in the draft, given the weapons that we already have as wide receiver, um, and now the loss of Hicks? But we already said it's not your father's football anymore. <laughs> linebacker isn't really what we're looking for, so what do you guys think? I, I think if we were to compare the two positions, we're definitely deeper in wide receiver than we are in linebacker, so I, I would probably rank that as a uh, more immediate need. Well, if you look at the pre-draft visits and the guy that are vi- guys that are visiting, these are all late-round guys, mm-hmm. so it just shows that position is, is just something they're not really look, looking at. No official visits. Um, like yeah. Cody Barton out of Utah, pro day meeting, yep. Jerry Green, Mississippi State, Ulysses Gilbert, the third out of Akron, um, Troy Reader. He was a local visit today. Um, Cor- Corte Sapp out of Tennessee. They had a pro day meeting with him. But I, I just, I also think you know, there's guys on the roster that can play linebacker here. I, mm. I still, I'm, 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 Jenkins I'm concerned about linebacker. the depth of the wide, re- wide receiver group. Mm. You know, like I'm not, you know, Mac Hollins is he alive? Um, mm. I, I just need to. 
I think uh, I'd rather get more depth at wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. Next question. Uh, we have Chris Wild asking, even though on the surface it seems we have CBs, but does that, but does the fact that none of them are elite or a number one guy make drafting one early a must? No. No, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's like he said, how he said it's a historic defensive line group. I think you're, you're, you're focused on the trenches and getting stronger. That's that's been our motto, and that, that's where I think, in terms of money, you got to save money on these key positions. Like these are like prime. Positions. And, and it, what helps the cornerbacks? Great D line. Yeah. And uh, speaking of saving money, just to touch on it real quick before we get back to Twitter questions, there was some money that was cleared up this week. And do you think that that is in part for the uh, inevitable Carson sign? Yes. Yeah. It could be, or it could be maybe you know bringing up some more space for this year. You know, I, swinging for the fences. You guys, you guys want to sign Carson to, to this year? Yes, get it out of the way. Do, do if, if we get it out of the way, it's cheaper. Up, do it now yes. before he puts up a monster we'll talk season, at once. And, <laughs> and you got to pay more for him. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate some like out off the wall, this, off the top rope, elbow on my neck you signing gotta, where I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, you know, another piece to the puzzle. You got to see how, how the whole offseason's playing out and how they're working this comp pick game and how they're trying yeah. to load up because it's it's freaking uh obviously they got to hit on these picks the next yeah. couple of years. It because you're not going to have a lot of money to sign for agents, so it's going to be imperative to hit on these picks that you're going to have in the next couple of years. I mean, you got actually more now than you had before because of the Carson Wentz trade. So you didn't really have as many draft picks as you had in the last couple of years that you would have in the, the next 3. And since uh, dumping Nick Foles off to Jacksonville and uh, giving Tutty Suddy the um, restricted free agent um, deal, um, it seems like uh, the only quarterback that they actually brought in to visit was Trace McSorley, who's projected now to be a seventh-round pick. So does that to you just speak to they're comfortable with um, Tutty Suddy as yeah. the backup going into yeah, the I season? Think so. I yeah. think so. I think he's an integral part to the cerebral part of that quarterback room mm-hmm. you know those guys are close I get, you know I think having a guy that Carson can rely on to see what he's not seeing you know they have a cohesive group so I think it'll be interesting to they gotta get I think they have to bring in another guy to um, push you know the, the back end of the roster okay back to Twitter back to Twitter um, Bleed Green is asking uh, if the Eagles trade up uh, do they trade up down or stay and if they do why and for who and also uh what do you want them to do based off of that scenario i think i think it's going to it's going to come down to who's left on the board if um i feel like since this is such a i've said this before on previous shows since this is such a historic defensive line draft there's a high possibility that there's going to be guys that is the top the best of their position that's going to be available at the 25th spot so there could be a bunch of defensive linemen that go off the board and the best offensive tackle could still be there or one of the top three guys or whatever so um yeah I, yeah i feel like you know if they, they have defensive linemen that they like uh, there's already trade in place like I like if you go back to the Fletcher Cox draft, I believe it was Seattle was in front of us at the twelve pick. They already had a, the the draft in place. I mean, they had the trade in in place. So as soon as Fletcher Cox fell to where they were like, you know, That's ready the spot to get him, ready to swoop, the trade was already set. So you know, you know, I really feel like a defensive line. That's where you trade up. Other than yeah. that, I feel like you could stay. I guess they put, and then if they their guys gone and. uh you know, there's like safeties on the board that they don't like. Mm. I could see them 
moving back a little bit, but I don't want, you know, we're all going to be going to this Eagles draft party. Mm-hmm. I do not want to sit there the whole time and then go have home. Have them drift. When they did it, they did it to us yeah. yeah. last year. So. Yeah. Well, last year they didn't have as many picks. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's going to be a little different. And even, you know, back to that whole thing, you look at the, the visits, Ed Oliver, Sean Gary, Montez Sweat, those three guys, if one of them falls, that's your trade-up scenario. Yeah. Sounds good. Next question. Our last and final question tonight is from Kelly, and she wants to know what need could they fail to address uh, that would make you say that they lost the draft? Lost the draft. Question. Marcus Smith the second. <laughs> Don't even say that. <laughs> well, like, if, if you kind of leave out of this draft w- without a tackle, because after Jason Peters retires, who's going to be your guy? Obviously, yeah. Jordan Mailata is the popular name, but you still want to get some more bodies in there. Someone that actually has played football in their life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think, you know, people would love a defensive lineman. And then uh, I feel like people would be enraged if we didn't get a running back. Yeah, there were some people Instagram would be enraged. People. I just, yeah. really? No, just these, they, the running back class is next year. Yeah, on the table for the running back class next year. But you, I'm just saying, you know how Philly, these Eagle fans have been crying for running back. So yeah, I'm saying these Eagle, some of the Eagles fans are going to be, you know, crying if they don't get a running. It's back. not a great running back class. It's like, yeah. but I, 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 I just there's nobody like, that's miles. You don't get a linebacker. I mean, a, a defensive uh, lineman or a, I'd, I'd like a safety as well. You know, there's right. there's a lot of safeties on the board. So yeah. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, the Eagles have a great opportunity to get better. Uh, I think we're set up in, um, you know, to take the best player available. Mm. I think it's, it's, it's an opportunity to win. Yeah. You know, you got you to be, be excited, man. The draft is right around the corner. Uh, I mean, and, you know, you got to get these draft T-shirts. Be excited about the draft. Yes. Or, or the Eagles uh, hit us on – all our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Facebook Twitter. Instagram. Yeah. Get, get the draft shirts because the hats. Make sure don't you subscribe. Yeah, the hats are T-shirt sales tomorrow. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. You want Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f- is a John anyway? 